Welcome to Flix, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 73, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Lawrence of Arabia, David Lean's multi-Oscar winning masterpiece. Now this is a very, very long film, well over three and a half hours long, but we'll try and keep the review snappy. Honestly, I'll be very surprised if it goes longer than two hours. Alright. A film that is three hours and 36 minutes long. In many ways, the epitome of epic cinema. But is it any good? According to Steven Spielberg, CCC, it was the film that inspired him to become a movie director. But what about Tiffany B... And Daniel Swan. What about us, huh? What about the little people in this? No one ever asks. <laughs> no one ever asks. Have you ever been asked what no your opinion of Lawrence of Arabia I mean, is? Now, of course. I mean, I'm asking you right now, sure. Yeah. But that prior aside, to today... Not even once. Zero. Zero. Um, so, yeah, so this is a film that shows up all over the place on best film ever lists. Mm. Everyone loves it. So we have to think. So there was a, a 70 mil festival on at Cinerama, Seattle's most epic cinema experience. And it was epic. And it was epic. Um, and so we thought, do you know what? We've got to go and see this. What would be a very brief summation of the plot, Tiffany B? Kind of spoiler free summation oh of the goodness. plot, right? Three hour 36, just condense that into like a sentence or two. That would be terrific bonanza. Um, so, Lawrence is a British soldier positioned in Cairo. Sure. And he's sent out to meet with Prince... Faisal. Faisal. To kind of, I mean, assess the lay of the land is really what I get there. Yeah. Um, and so Faisal is kind of an ally of the British to some yeah. extent. And so then Lawrence <laughs> like decides based on that meeting yeah. that He's ever he so will fond. support the Arab kind of revolution. Yeah. And the film is mostly about his support of them and, yeah. and the adventures they go on. Trying to help the Arab people take control, like stop being so kind of tribal-based yeah. and unite together to kind of reclaim their land from yeah. the hated Brits. Exactly. Spoiler-free, uh, what is your producer's pitch, Tiffany B, for oh, yes. Larry of Arabia? Larry! Um, <laughs> so it is Larry of Arabia is like Dunkirk oh, meets... Keeping it modern. Both of which are modern. Theory, the theory of everything. Interesting. Interesting. What's your so, reasoning, girl? Primarily because I feel like Dunkirk is a, a an historical moment mm-hmm. that is is depicted in a very kind of epic way. Yeah. 
the scale is very similar. It seems like that's part of the aim of the filmmaker is like, look how big this is. Jesus. Yeah, to like almost an extent where the environment becomes like a character of sorts. It becomes such an integral part of the story and Mm. of the visual nature of the story. Um, Yeah, that it's kind of has its own life. It's not incidental. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and also the kind of historical kind of war Britain Mm. type of vibe. Um, And then Theory of Everything, because it's a biopic Mm -hmm. and because because it features a central character who you know. Yeah. Peripherally, like you know who that is. Yeah. But you don't know that much specifically, or at least I don't. Mm -hmm. And so you learn a bit more specifically and you realise that maybe just because somebody's name is well-known to you Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they were an all-round good apple. A paragon of virtue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of, I don't know, I guess it's almost like legend meets reality. Yeah. Like, what's the legend? Yeah, yeah, Um, that's a good... But what's that... That's a good way of putting it. ...actually, in real life, what did that actually entail and what does that mean? Nice. How about you? Um, For me, I said uh, the film is like Gladiator... Yes. Because it's long and <laughs> often in the desert. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, the extent epic. of it. Yeah, and it's got the large battles and, yeah, it's um, interested in scale. Yeah. Um, showing things on a large scale. Um, meets the aviator. Oh. Which is... Um, the biopic of Howard Hughes, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Monsieur no. DiCaprio, um, because it is a biopic. Um, again, doesn't show its subject in universally positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt was very kind of... fell into the, the trap that some biopics fall into of... What's everything that happened in this person's life? Yeah. Um, and didn't necessarily edit or structure the story um, in a or way. like a yeah. cinematic audience. Yeah. It was more a biography than a biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's, yeah, something that this film exactly. suffers from a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, the, the kind of, it's not, I mean, it's dip, it'd be very difficult to structure a kind of over three and a half hour film. As a film, because mm. this, you know, it's so long, it's like you could fit, you know, two films comfortably in it. Mm. I mean, we'll talk more about it when it get we get to the kind of spoiler side of things. But it was, yeah, it 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 didn't um, kind of keep me rollicking along all the way through as good structure does. Okay. So, would you recommend this to a friend? This is a tricky question. Mm, it is. It is a tricky question. Um, no, I don't think I would. No. No. All things considered. Fair enough. Mm. It's difficult. I'm on the fence with this. Because mm. then equally, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> Here's I the tricky know. thing, Dan. <laughs> no, but also, yeah, kind of. Because I was going to say, I would say yes, but don't go to the cinema. Yeah. But then equally, I think it's very visually, yeah. you know, there's a lot of visuals that are interesting and, and 
make the film so I feel like you do have to go to the cinema I mean the length is the is the is really the defining factor yeah. that's making it difficult for me but okay yeah I would say yes I would recommend it here's a I, I'm, I've got a controversial and one that you probably will be like oh well I didn't realise we could do that you're a piece of shit yeah um, I'm going to say because this is a film that's presented in two halves with an intermish yeah uh, and I would say go and see it and then just leave at the intermission. Wow. Because... That is a cheating um, approach. Um, so that is our um, possibly less than glowing um, uh, re- uh, spoiler-free review of Lawrence of Arabia. Join us after the jingle where we delve deep into all the mysteries that this film has to offer. Okay. All the mysteries of the desert. But it's no dessert. Just join us after the jingle. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy. If you listen any further without watching the movie. It's spoilers! So you've joined us after the jingle. Jingle. Jingle is finished. And so now we can... Film. Another jingle. Jesus. Wow. They're just dripping off me. Um, so yeah, if you're listening now, then you should be should have either watched the film, Lawrence of Arabia, or don't care about having it spoiled. Crazy cat. Bear in mind this is a film that came out in 1962. So there's a, there's a there is a chance that if you haven't seen it by now, it's you know, it having it spoiled is not gonna ruin your day. But, I mean, you know, live your life how you want to. Don't let me tell you how to do it. So, what's 45 years old? Yeah. 55. Is it 55? 70, 80, 90, uh, 70, 80, 90, uh, uh, no. Yeah, 55. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 55 years. 55. 55. 55. It's taken us 55 years to watch this film. And it's taken us 55 years to figure out it's 55 years old. <laughs> okay. There we go. So, we're going to be reviewing this spoiler-wise using our patented five-point flicks rating system. Tiffany B. Give me a point, will you? Give us a point. Give us a point, will you, love? Okay. Will you do that for okay. me? Is that all right? Can I ask that off ya? You done? Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. Okay, cool. good. Sure. Um, so I will go for a somewhat obvious one. It's a positive and it will be cinematography. Oh, that's cinematography. Or for you know, visuals. The visuals. Visuals. The vis. Um I do feel like it was <laughs> it, the what vis. are you laughing at? <laughs> the vis. Me. Yeah, I just fucking love the vis of this <laughs> film. <laughs> stop it um i do feel like you know there was obviously a lot of benefits to shooting in the desert yeah but that they were um they were utilized effectively Mm. um you know like there were i think we talked about this but there were a lot of scenes towards the beginning or at least even in before the intermission where visuals was so key, like, 
and there was so much time given to them. Yeah. There was, you know, like that scene where it's almost like a mirage or there's some kind of blob oh, so good. on the Omar horizon. Omar Sharif yeah. up. Him coming along. I mean, there's, that's a lot of time, that <laughs> yeah. scene. Like, it kind of literally, it, it's like, how long would it take for, yeah. for you to figure out that this was a figure? Yeah. Um, or, you know, and for that figure to get to you. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, it was, I thought it was very effective. Yeah. Um, and like I say, the, I think the desert itself kind of did a lot of the work. Yeah. But nonetheless it was still regularly spectacular yeah and beautiful mm. um and i think we read like some facts didn't we that um a lot of it was shot from left to right to you know portray yeah. this kind of journey yeah and i feel like that came across mm-hmm. and it came across in the the f- kind of physical nature of the environment yeah um and so I feel like there were just a lot of scenes where it was like a postcard. Yeah. Like snapshot. If you stop this here, mm. that could be a postcard. And, yeah. Or that could be a painting. Mm. Or, you know, so it was, it was very visually pleasing, which I think is what a lot of people really praise it for, right? Yeah. And I do, I do think it stands up mm. um, being 55 years old. That's mm. quite a feat. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely... It was definitely spectacular in that way yeah yeah i'm glad you brought this up because i was gonna put this but then i put something else and i was hoping that you were gonna put it so i could talk about it a little bit um but yeah i the, the, it's it's shot in a really it is the, the kind of the grandest mm. shot film i think i've ever seen yeah um so much of it is in that dunkirky way of like look how big this is yeah like Look at this, guys! Yeah, and Good like Lord. little specks, seeing little the tiny things, and little, little little kind of like when they're crossing the desert, and they just look like this little kind of collection of ants crossing yeah. the thing. Um, and it used the the cinematography and the scale of it to make the desert seem terrifying mm, yeah. at the beginning um, when they when they cross. And, yeah, yeah, it almost made it seem like a, a kind of an alien planet. Yeah, like it it was all like everything here is just trying to kill you. Yeah. Of. Um. Uh. Yeah, and the way that it shot was was yeah very kind of instrumental in that. So I think that's a very good point, Tiffany. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, well done, you, and well you. done, Freddie Young, credited as F. A. Young, as a cinematographer, and of course David Lean, uh, for directing it. Yeah, because it looked beautiful, beautiful, and terrifying. So next point, Daniel Swan. My first point is the point that I kind of alluded to with uh, my aviator comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a point that I've made in the, put it in the form of a question in my notes here. What story is this? <laughs> okay. What story am I watching? What story, story are you telling me, David this Lee? This chap's life. But that's the thing. I, that, that's, it annoys me. One of my favourite biopics is um, Invictus. Mm. And I, I, so, you harp on about I cite this, it don't you? Because so many biopics do it wrong. My I goodness. I was almost... Uh, the first biopic that I thought of that did this was straight out of Compton. But I thought there's no way I can do a producer's pitch for <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia and mention straight out of Compton. Um, in, the, in the way that it's just like, well, here's just lots of things that happened to this person. Yeah. Like, no, you need to... I mean... 
any criticism that we give of this is have to be taken with a pinch of salt because it's you know universally adored and acclaimed. That's but true. I think that you need to structure a film. You need to you need to tell a specific story Sorry. within somebody's life. Mm. I think, uh, and this was just kind of too sprawling, and the, you know things that the the big one for me is the the attack on Akaba. So well done. Mm. So like they build up to it for so long because it's obviously at the end of them crossing the desert, and so there's this huge amount of like, oh, we've got to struggle, we've got to struggle, we've got to mm. struggle, and then we succeed in the end, and that's built up so well that then everything after that is just like, oh yeah, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then he died. You're like, oh right, okay. And I feel like if the story had been Lawrence. You know, the Aqaba, he- yeah, helps the Arab uprising by taking Aqaba and blah blah blah. Mm. Then that would have worked really well. But then that's not the full story, right? But then you can, I don't know, you can even have references to that being, you know, maybe that's a story that one of the, one of the people tells at his funeral, and then somebody else at the funeral says, you know, well that doesn't tell blah blah blah, and then someone says. Oh, but that's how I want to remember him, or something. That's how that's who he'll always be to me. Yeah. And then it becomes a story about kind of legend and you know yeah. memory and and the impact that people have on other people's lives. It's not necessary. You're not going to get the whole story, but yeah. this is what I mean. He's obviously, you know, he's canonized in is that St Paul's Cathedral, or Westminster Abbey, or somewhere. Yeah. Like he's obviously held in very high esteem, and yet a lot of the things that you see in the film are kind of awful yeah. things that he does. So obviously that you know you could make a, a story of that and I don't know it just it just felt very kind of woolly and so it's yeah. like you, it, yeah you say just give me a line what story is this I I don't disagree with you thank you I appreciate that I don't that. disagree with you I appreciate that yeah I do, I mean I don't at all disagree with you you know that for me when I came out at the intermission I was kind of done livid. Well, because it'd been a long time. That was yeah. like two and a half hours. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought, come on, guys. It told a good story. You, you know, yeah. Enough's enough. Yeah. You know, let's all go home, Pack shall we? In. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, know, I do know what you mean. It def- I definitely agree that it went on for too long. Mm. Is like, that not one of your points? It's not one of my points. Wow. Um, I, I mean, it isn't and it is, because one of my points is... Around the ending, mm-hmm. um, which really incorporates the whole of the post intermission section. Yeah, I've yeah, I've kind of yeah, I've got that as well. Yeah, um, that I just felt like I don't know this. Yeah, to some extent, I guess the same as the point you're making that the story was kind of done. Yeah, or at least the one that I was really invested in. Yeah, was done. That's, yeah, and then uh, we had this other hour where this guy that you built up to be this you know, heroic figure mm. is really uh, kind of dismantled mm. in that second half. And the story has lost all, all structure. And, and so it becomes very hard to follow yeah. in that second part. Um, and it seems a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a whimper. Yeah. That last hour. Um, and it doesn't, I don't know if it reflects his life act accurately or not but it certainly doesn't make for an interesting last hour no 
Um, and it, it's a shame because, yeah, I think to your point earlier, like if you left at intermission, I don't think you'd be worse off. I think we'd have a far higher. Yeah. Because I was, I was saying to you, wasn't I, like from, you know, from us doing the flicks and I knew that we were going to do a flicks about this because it was, you know, a big film and, you know, we want to want to talk about it. And so you start, like, I, I've got into the habit now when I'm watching films, like, thinking, oh, what would, what would I give this? Mm. What, would I, what would I give this? Which is possibly not the right way to watch films. I'm aware of that. Um, and it, I feel like, yeah, as that second half went along, like, just another point went off and another yeah. point went... It was just hemorrhaging. Yeah. Hemorrhaging my respect and my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. It built up really well in that first yeah, half. Yeah, it did a lot of hard work. Um and it, it 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 makes it so so difficult because I feel like I could I could make two or three good points about it like mm. it did this really well it did this really well it did this really well but ultimately you've got to think about what overall the whole film how much did I enjoy it yeah that becomes and it really yeah that second half question. really just took any enjoyment not any enjoyment took a lot of the enjoyment that I had yeah. from the first half and just beat it up with a yeah. pipe and left it behind a pub. In a bin. Just an evocative image, isn't it? Wow. You just you having to digest that. For just a having to think about that. For a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so I also thought. Oh yes. I also thought that it's difficult, and this is the theory of everything point that I brought up. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult for me to be on board with the character. And I know he's not he's not a character, he's a real person. But who who's kind of awful. In what way? Well, I mean he kills men in mm-hmm. cold blood. I know it's in the name of the overall mm-hmm. revolution and peace or whatever. But you're like, that's not okay. Mm. Like you can't just do that. And then he seems flaky and kind of self involved and kind mm-hmm. of egotistical in parts and um they won't do it for money they'll do it for me yeah and uh, yeah very almost narcissistic Mm -hmm. and um i don't know in some parts he seems very compassionate and then Mm. in others he seems incredibly heartless and selfish Mm. and i get that that's the kind of maybe the drama of this character or this person Mm. and and the legend of that person to some extent. But I just thought, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> well, with this guy, he's an ass. He's a horrible yeah. man. And, you know, when he he loses his way, he's just a bit like, oh, well, never mind, I'll go home. And, like, um, Omar Sharif's character says to him at some point, like, what about these men mm. that have followed you here? Yeah. And he's just like, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll follow you. You you lead them. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. For me, I'm like, he's lost his status as hero yeah. of this film. And I would have been far more interested, especially in that second half or post-credit, mm. uh, post-intermission part of hearing more about Omar Sharif's <laughs> story, yeah. of him becoming a leader, yeah. of his story, of... of like learning to become a leader, learning mm. what a leader is, and I don't know whether that would be reflective of the truth. Presumably not. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think that would have been more interesting. I just felt I don't know. After a while, you're a bit like, oh, I don't like this guy. Mm. 
and yeah, I'm gonna watch him for another hour. He became very po faced at the end. Yeah. Very like mopey. Misery guts. Yeah, and you're a bit like, come on, mm. like you've done this. Yeah. You've caused this. You know, see it through. Mm. Stand by what you said you were gonna do, and and be be an admirable character. Yeah. And he wasn't. Yeah. And I know, you know, everyone's not perfect and it's real life or whatever, but that other part, I just found it hard to watch him. Mm. So I thought, oh, God. Yeah, it's almost like he kind of, he starts off as this honourable person and then he kind of, he gets beaten down by the conflict, I think. Yeah. And kind of lost in kind of compromise and yeah. with these savage Arabs and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's a, yeah, that he, he kind of become somebody by the end that he you know doesn't mm. necessarily want to be yeah which is quite a good story i suppose but it's it's not a, a it's not a particularly enjoyable one it's one of those ones of like oh yeah you see this legend and then the second half you just see him torn down yeah and like, that's it's what like, it but is, is that much. is that is that something that i want to watch yeah um and if you i think the key there is if you the way to make someone want to watch that is to see their motivation or their something, you know, that's driving them. Mm. But we don't see a lot of... We don't get a lot of insight into his character. No. Or his decisions or his reasoning. Oh, that's wonderful. That dovetails lovely into one of my points. Okay, go on then. Um, that it was a very uh, unclear story for a lot of it. Yeah. I feel like... And I was thinking while I was watching it, I was like, oh, well, if we'd watched it at the time it would probably be one of those things that we'd have a certain amount of background knowledge. But I was like, no, because this wasn't, like, contemporary. No. At the time, it was made in the 60s, and it was about, like, the First World War. Yeah. So how? But there was so much of, like, oh, this tribe, and this tribe, and this tribe, and these guys don't like these guys, but these guys are these guys, and there's all these names flying around, and all these names of these groups and these tribes, and these people are against these people, but we've got a side with these people to go against these people. And I was like, what is going on here? So like you say, there was a, there was a lot of situations where I feel like he was, yeah, having to make a choice. Mm. He was having to make a decision or, you know, work out what to do. And I, I had no real understanding of what the consequences of his decisions were because yeah. I didn't know what the story was. Yeah. Um, and like even when, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, it's been a few days since we've seen it, but not being able to have any real kind of concrete idea of, oh, so the story of the film was this, mm. I think speaks to that. Yeah. And, and says that it it wasn't, you know, as much as you kind of, uh, you know, you can moan about a lot of modern films having these massive kind of expositional scenes or having a lot of narration at the beginning of a film or whatever it might be, at least that says, right, this is giving you the information that you need so that later on in the film, a character's going to make a choice that's going to inform you about you're their character. Understand. You're going to understand that because you're going to yeah. know, right, if I go left, then this might happen. Mm. And if I go right, then this might happen. Mm. And I feel like there were, yeah, a few, uh, there was two or three situations where it's like, it's clear, like, the camera work and the performance and all of this is saying, this is a tough decision he's having to make. I'm like, but I don't know what the decision is. Yeah. I don't know what, what, the, cons- what the consequences are, I suppose, yeah. of him choosing the red pill or the blue pill yeah um yeah so I've, i felt a lot of it was very unclear it, and kind of required some kind of a working knowledge of the arab uprising of world war one which suffice to say i did not have 
Yeah, I, I do think there is a level of, there's a, an assumed knowledge yeah. coming into this film. But which, which is kind of crazy, because it was, like I said, it was in the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah, but maybe, maybe it's, just clever about that, yeah, maybe. maybe that kind of historical knowledge was a bit more prevalent. I don't know, but um, that being said, Uh-oh. positive point Uh-oh. coming up. Um, Strap yourself in. I did think there was very good acting in the film mm-hmm. um, from some characters. <coughs> I thought um, really most of the main characters were yeah. pretty good. Um so Omar Sharif, mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole, uh, even the the general and and mm-hmm. stuff like they played their parts very well, although yeah. they weren't you know particularly flattering mm. um, characters. I do think the acting was very good. Mm. Um, I do think Peter O'Toole was somewhat wobbly. Really, I think there were some times, and afterwards having read that he was often drunk or high. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense face. now, in hindsight. Yeah. There was some, I don't know, just, yeah. I don't think he was, as, I think he was, he was kind of outclassed by um, right. Omar Sharif and um, Alec Guinness. See, I, he was, he was uh, one of my points, he was a positive. Yeah, I you liked him. I was really, yeah, kind of drawn in. I thought he kind of stood out as being like, oh, I really kind of, I get what's going on in his head at all mm. times. And I think that's, yeah. I, I mean, I thought he was good for some of it, but I thought it lost, he lost his way. Mm. Or at least I lost my connection to him um, for some reason. Uh, I mean, that part that may have been the, the writing. It could have been, yeah. It may have been the story that was being told of like, right, here's another scene where you're just kind of miserable. Yeah. And it's like, how as an actor would you kind of bring different kind of colours and different yeah. bits of interest to that? Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, I, th- I thought he was really good. And I really liked that he was this kind of soft-spoken guy. He was almost kind of a bit of feet. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, at least, mm. which I, I really like that he's, you know, he's just got this kind of internal strength. Yeah. They, obviously, they kind of have that with, show that with him not drinking until the guy drinks and then him going back to rescue the guy and coming back. You know, he's got that yeah. kind of internal fortitude and um, yeah. drive and you know will to succeed yeah that is you know eventually crushed um but uh yeah i really like that it he wasn't this kind of i am lawrence of arabia and i will yeah. rule the he was yeah quite kind of softly spoken and you know yeah i liked it yeah no i did think he was good but i i do think there were some wobbles for me and then my last point is kind of a strange one but I thought I thought it was and I have this a lot with these kind of films okay and it's it's a very subjective point love it but I hate (laughs) I hate films about war really sure because it's just so awful isn't it yeah and you realise and this film was what one of the most prominent examples, you realise, like, halfway through that this guy who's your hero mm-hmm. is kind of a monster. He's a warmonger. Yeah. And, like, you're like, oh, yeah, let's go to... What's the place? The... the Ad... Ad... Akabar. Akabar. And there's just people there. They're just people. Yeah. And, like, they're like, yeah, the Turks, like, fuck the Turks... And mm. they just go and kill them all. Yeah. 
And you're just like, am I cheering this? (laughs) Is that what's happening here? You're still the good guy, right? Yeah. And I just think, I I find it hard to really reconcile that. Like now, as an adult. Mm. I just think, God, this is awful. Mm. Like Dunkirk recently. Yeah. Just think this is awful. All of this is awful Mm. on all sides to all people. It's just horrific. And I get that, you know, sometimes there there are kind of forces of evil that you need to... Mm -hmm. But it's rarely those people that you're fighting. And I don't know, I just find it really hard. And for me, I kind of get a little bit like, no, I can't really get on board with this guy. Yeah. And maybe, like you say, that's partly because I don't understand the context of this. Like, are the Turks truly evil? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know why we hate them. There's no examples given aside from them you know, potentially raping him, which is... Yeah. Something, but you know. that's later as yeah. well. And, and that's really like a side... That's not like a reason to hate them yeah. in the initial stages. That's yeah, like one guy and one situation. It's one of those situations where they're, they're just essentially telling you, right, the Turks are bad. Okay, yeah. they're the bad guys. So just... Yeah. You got that? Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Because what he's doing is great. He's being like, hey... You guys are, you know, this is your land and you, you you know, you should rise up and fight for mm-hmm. it. But then the consequence of that yeah. is like the Turks presumably, and again, this may be my knowledge, think that it's their land and and they're doing that exact same thing. Mm. And so, I don't know, I just find it a bit difficult to reconcile. Yeah. And I can't really be fully on board with it because I find it just like, what's going on here, guys? Like, you've just raced in and killed all those people. Side note, I hated <laughs> in this film, it's very old film problem, mm-hmm. the animals in this film, because I really thought, do you know what? I think a lot of animals died in this film. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true or not, but there were a lot of horses. Like, there was that, that um, scene where they're on the train, and then there are, like, they... Um, kind of stop the train I think it's one of the Turks trains and yeah. they they have all those horses on there yeah. and they like release all the horses and there were horses falling off of that train yeah. left right and centre and I just thought oh my goodness this is horrible like I don't know and uh, like I say very subjective but war films I just find very difficult to kind of really be like yeah mm. great wonderful I'm look at this hero yeah you know and then, and then the animals as well. It's like, no, nah, I don't like this guy. Yeah. I don't like this, you know. I don't like that this is kind of lauding this character and this time and this situation to be good. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is a bit of a a tough watch in that respect. And it's yeah, it's it's one of those films that really kind of hammers home to you. Like, yeah, like you say, there's there's not really a lot of difference between the people that you are and the people that you're fighting. Yeah. Like yeah, or at least he didn't like by... tell me what that was. Yeah. Enough for me to be like, well, okay, fine, fair enough, it's a fight worth fighting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my final point um, is only a, a kind of a simple one, but again, it's like a... Like you say, kind of with the animal cruelty thing, it's like uh, it's old films and this stuff kind of happens. Um, Alec Guinness was an Arabian guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he's not. Yeah. 
It's really like, I mean, everyone, we commented as we were walking the out. makeup. Everyone was all over the place with the makeup. Like, it, it was, was like a mess. a stage play. Yeah. Like they're having cake on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alec Guinness is not, uh, and it's it such a shame. because His you look, eyeliner was hilarious. His eyeliner was all over the place. Because you look at the cast list and like, you're kind of going up, going up, going up. Uh, Zia Moihadin. Uh, Michelle Ray, Gamil Ratib, I.S. Johar. You're like, all right, okay. And then as soon as it gets near the top, like the more kind of, you know, featured artists, Omar Sharif aside, um, but everybody else is just uh, just white people. Uh, and as much as, you know, it's, it's a different time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it it, that would be fine if they were representing the British characters, but they're not. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it just, I don't know, it does, it, it, it really stands out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the makeup is quite galling, really, mm. isn't it? It's like, well, what is going on there? Mm. I feel like that, to me, I know it's like we're, you know, modern, and it's all different now, and yeah. if we'd had that, then, that, then, then it would have been different, or whatever, mm. but you do just think, wow, that that's something that doesn't hold up. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And looks silly to me. Mm. Just looks silly. Yeah. Like, am I meant to believe that this guy is an Arab guy? Or yeah. am I meant to just know that he's got makeup on? Because mm. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no fooling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi with some Ron Seal on yeah. his face. And horrendous eyeliner. Yeah. Um, and then you also have uh, Jose Ferrer. A uh, Puerto Rican um, playing the Turk, the Turkish rapist. Uh, Auda Abu Tai, who was the guy who was the head of the that kind of group that they just kind of amalgamated with. Yes. Uh, was played by Anthony Quinn. With the which, nose. Which makes you think, oh, Anthony Quinn, that's. But he was born Antonio Rodolfo. How do you pronounce that? Oh, I don't know. It's the Spanish thing. We have the X's in it. Oaxaca? Probably. Quinn. Yeah, so he was a he was a Mexican chap. But even so, it's like, just because you're brown doesn't mean you're... And did he have a fake nose on? Uh, I think he did. Look, yeah, look at that man's face. That He's not. He's got a different nose. Yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely got a... Got a yeah. I thought that was quite obvious throughout. And then I kept questioning myself, like... <laughs> yeah. No, maybe it's not a fake nose, but it definitely is. A big fake conk, yeah. And then, yeah, look at look at Pete Rotor in that picture. Yeah. Looks like someone's nan yeah. with his eyeliner on. Um, but, yeah, so the, yeah, the, the kind of transracial casting um, jarred for me Bothers a you. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just as a, it just kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, it does, yeah. And then for a film that did a lot of good things right at the beginning to kind of draw you in. And I did like the fact, like, I feel like we have to mention, I did like the fact that it did take its time with a lot of things. Yeah. Like with Omar Sharif's entrance and like with a lot of kind of these lovely luxuriant shots yeah. of the desert. It took its time with it. and I was, But it felt like it was for a point. felt like it was for a purpose. You know, right, okay. But then it just took it too far. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what did you give it in the end? Were you a two? Two, yeah. Oh, interesting. I went with one. Oh. I think it was a, an unenjoyable film. 
I think I think you're right. I think you would have given it a different. Oh yeah, if if I just if I just watched it up until the intermission, I think I reckon it'd be it probably a three good, or yeah. maybe a four even. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I gave it a two because I don't know, like there were some really good things about it. Yeah, and I do think for its time it was really good. Yeah, so I'm kind of giving it credit in that sense. Yeah, but equally, I had some real problems with it. Yeah. The um. Yeah, so... I got really annoyed two. by the end of it. I was like, why am I still watching this? Yeah, Jesus it was Christ. very, very long. <laughs> we didn't really mention this fully, but be more efficient. Yeah. Choose your story more efficiently. There we go. Be more ruthless. Yeah. And, like, you can't do it all. Mm. You can't do it all. So just choose what you want to do and mm. do that really well. Yeah. With every kind of 20 minutes that went by, <laughs> I was, like... It was thinking, like the petals from this is the Beauty worse. and the Beast rose yeah. just wilting away. Yeah, yeah, which was a shame. It was, I think the way that I would describe this is a, a, a good film and then a really bad film <laughs> added on to the yeah. end of it. But Attached all to into this, yeah, they're all just conjoined in this awful, yeah, yeah thing. Wow. It, yeah, I, it's just, I can't, I couldn't give it any more than the one. Wow. There it is. Perhaps. 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 So there we go. That's our spoiler-filled discussion slash review of David Lean's epic Lawrence of Arabia. Um, Thank you, Tiffany B, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you, dear listener, for being a dear and listening. Um, Yeah, that was uh, a, a not overly long review of... The longest film I've ever seen, and let's make sure that is a record that is never broken. Cheers!